Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Oh, look at you, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the fifth day of May. Cinco de Mayo, Big J. Cinco de Mayo. 2022. It's a Thursday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Last time you went out on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, it's been a couple years, I guess. I don't Uh, know. The family and I might have went and had dinner somewhere. I don't think that counts. Okay. I'm talking, Cinco de Mayo to me is a drinking holiday. I'm talking about going out and drinking. That was never, uh, it was an eating thing for me. (laughs) Like you need an excuse to have Mexican food though. Yeah, no kidding, right? I know. It's like a 420 for you. Uh, Another reason just to do what you do almost every day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Take it easy. Uh, but no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying you enjoy Mexican food. That's all I'm saying. I could live off of it. Uh, and I think, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say three to four days a week, some sort of Mexican food dish. I would say, like, if I cut myself and bleed, there's cumin. Okay. In my blood. Uh, I, I can say this as I was thinking about it yesterday. Uh, today is the 20th anniversary of the last physical altercation I've been. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. How do you... you have, I, I remember what? because we, uh, my friends and I went out on Cinco de Mayo in, oh, okay. in, in, in Tempe, Arizona. We went... And, and I remember this because uh, about uh, last year, uh, when I when I revisited my friend for his, his uh, big milestone birthday, we were kicking around the details of this particular uh, altercation. And it was on uh, May 5th, 20, or 2002. That we went out, the three of the three of us, and my friend, a couple friends, and I went out to a place that no longer exists, and that's why we we're talking about because I couldn't remember the name of the place that we went. Oh. But it was called uh, the Bash on Ash. If you lived in Tempe, Arizona, or around Phoenix, Arizona, in the early 2000s, you may be familiar with the name. It, it's a big, basically like you know, near the campus of Arizona State, yeah. huge kind of club. Everything I hate about it, but my buddy wanted to go, so we went, and we started to do shots of tequila. And uh, and got very inebriated. And when my it used to be when my friend got a couple of drunk, uh, drinks in him, he would turn. He had a Napoleon complex, so he would turn into this big jackass, you know. And you know exactly no, what you're talking about. None of us are paying attention, <laughs> and he. We didn't know it at the time, but it was my friend that started some bleep with a couple of people at this particular club. And, you know, when you're out with your friends and you're not paying total attention and all of a sudden you see some pushing and shoving, you just turn into defense mode and you want to help your friend out who looks like he's going to get in trouble. And that's what ended up happening. Upon reflection and after leaving the club, we realized it was my friend's fault the whole time and he was being a jerk and that that's it. But uh, it ended up being like... It was a brouhaha is what it ended up being. And then we got out of there before we any of us could get in trouble. But it was uh, – I remember distinctly going, that's the last time I'm ever going to get into any kind of ruckus because of the stuff that my buddy does. And it was. Yeah, it's like, hey, I don't have to have like a, a jury trial here to figure out if you've done what you said you've done. Right. 
I, I but I mean, after hearing the details of it, like it was one of those deals because it was again, it wasn't the first time that I've been, you know, that I saw this whole thing come together. I just wasn't there for the beginning of it. I just came in and went, okay, my friend's getting, you know, pummeled. It's time to figure some stuff out, and uh, and we did. But uh, it was like I'm like I'm so tired of getting punched in the face because I'm going out to a bar with you, man. And so uh, that was it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was 25. And I remember I remember because something funny happened during it that reminded me that it was 2002. As we were in our ruckus, uh, somebody screamed out the terrorist had won because it was not too far after 9/11. You know what I'm saying? So they were trying to be funny. And so uh, that's something that I besides getting tagged in the face a couple times, that's also what I remember from the brouhaha. So I know it was the 20th anniversary of it. Other than that, there's that night is pretty much a blur for multiple reasons, uh, probably because of alcohol and uh, concussions. But either way, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Please don't get into a fight tonight. Celebrate it however you want to celebrate it, either with eating or drinking or just staying at home and binge watching the finale of Moon Knight. I don't know. But uh, hopefully it's a good one for you. Should be for us. We have an opportunity for somebody to win some money with the X-Rock Double Dare at 730. Big J has a a nerd alert for you coming up a little bit later on this hour. We'll get somebody qualified for the Big Backyard Box. We have tickets to Slipknot and Knotfest, courtesy of Concert Week from Live Nation. We're going to hook somebody up with Edge Brewing Presents Floater coming up on the 9th of July. Uh, we got tickets to that show that we're going to give away today. Uh, very excited to be teaming up with Edge Brewing for that show. Hopefully you are as well. It'll be a good night of music and alcoholic beverages and hopefully uh, no fights. And of course, we also play music on this show. Let's get started with some Nirvana. It's Heart Shaped Box here on The Morning After on the X-Rocks. If over the last couple of years you have used TurboTax to file your taxes, get ready. You're going to get some bonus money in the mail, man. Uh, If you didn't hear, TurboTax lost a lawsuit in the District of Columbia last week, uh, basically where they were told they had to pay $141 million to clients uh, over the last couple of years because they had falsified statements of, you know, their big thing was file your taxes for free. Uh, but people but it's that... not free. Yes, that's exactly what that's exactly what the lawsuit found. Uh, it turns out that, no, usually you ended up paying at least $30 to get them filed. And because they kind of dogpiled on a couple of other charges and things like that, that it just wasn't free like they had advertised. And by the time you got to the point where it was time to file, it was already too late. And so free turned into anywhere from 30 to $90 pretty quickly. So that money's getting paid out. And the attorney general for the state of Idaho says residents are going to receive about $843,000 from Intuit. That is the owner of TurboTax from the deception. Basically, the uh, office of Idaho attorney general Lawrence Wasden said yesterday that about 27,000 Idaho customers will receive checks for at least $30 each. You'll get $30 for each year you were deceived into paying for filing services. And those affected will automatically receive notices and a check by mail. So if you feel like that's you, then you want to check your mail. I I don't have a timetable for it. Neither did the Attorney General. Just know we know how much money's coming to Idaho. We know how many people are going to get some checks coming their way. That's a third of a gas tank for most people. That's exactly right. Almost a full tank for me. Look out. (laughs) Suckers. So, but you're probably not going to get anything. Right? Uh, yeah, no. You can I don't file think a it's been maybe a couple years ago, but yeah, I don't know how far back this goes. I don't know how it works, but just know some money could be coming your way if you did so use. Don't say stuff is free when it's not. Well, false advertising is a real problem, and make sure you, Listen, as a company, we take that up. personally That's here. Right. That's right, we do. 
We like to believe in the things that we air and the things that we say on the radio station. And, you know, you there's a certain amount of trust that's involved in that relationship. And when it's broken, it's broken forever. Miami Heat beat the Philadelphia 76ers 119-103. No Joel Embiid on the court for the 76ers, and it has showed in the first two games. The Heat are now up 2-0 in that series. Suns over the Mavericks thanks to a big fourth quarter, 129-109. Phoenix leads that series two games to none. On the ice yesterday, Hurricanes beat the Bruins. They're up 2-0 in that series. Lightning over the Maple Leafs. That series is tied 1-1. Wild 6-2 over St. Louis. Hat-trick for Kapsikroff for the Wild series tied 1-1. And the Oilers blank the Kings 6 to nothing to even up that series at one game apiece as well on the ice. I am sorry, Nostalgia fans on Peacock, if you were enjoying the Saved by the Bell reboot because it reminded you of your childhood or your kids enjoyed it because they are of the age that it makes sense for them to watch, Peacock has announced that's it for Saved by the Bell after two seasons. Uh, the outlet report, the cast and crew were notified on Tuesday that they will not be coming back for a third season. Uh, I don't know how the original series on these streamers are doing, uh, specifically Peacock. Uh, again, they are not; they don't have to release any information, so we don't know if they're doing well or not. But I had thought at least that was the one series on Peacock that was doing okay, that was an original, because it had won a couple of awards, it had been at least top of mind, and uh, because I'm trying to think of other original series on Peacock, and I don't know if I can, and I'm a subscriber. Isn't that terrible? Yes. Um, I now I do now. There's a reason I subscribed to Peacock. It was because I wanted to watch Sunday Night Football, and so that's been the, that was the majority of my viewing. I have watched you know, a couple you, other you things can, on you there, can but cancel. Uh, well, I mean, it's not a yearly commitment. I know I can, but also uh, my children have discovered it, and so uh, they have discovered a cartoon on there, not an original, but one that used to be on Netflix and isn't anymore that they absolutely love, and so that's on Peacock, and so the subscription remains. But uh, I haven't really used it. I've used it to watch a couple of movies, like uh, that Cop Shop with uh, Gerard right. Butler's fantastic. I watched that on Peacock, but I don't think I've watched any of their original series, at least not yet. Um, but I can't even think of one off the top of my head, which probably isn't great for that particular app, if we're being honest. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Oh, what's in the box? Only on 100.3 VX Rocks. What's in the box? Let's get you qualified for the big backyard box, y'all. It's coming up at the end of the month. You have this month to qualify, and inside the big backyard box is about 10 G's worth of amazing stuff from Window World and CHF Home Furnishings and Archaic Concrete and Sinlaw in Idaho, Butte Fence, Boise Army Navy, and thousand dollars cash as well. And you could win it all if you get yourself qualified. That's the first step. So 208-287-1003. Big J has this fictional multi-dimensional box that anything can fit inside. And he is going to give you some clues as to what it is. If you can figure out what's inside Big J's box, boom, you're qualified for the Big Backyard box. Are we clear, Big J? Yeah, we're clear, man. And to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Good morning, this is David. All right, David, you're up first. Try to guess what's inside Big J's box, okay? David, the oh, first thing okay. in the box here is a piece of paper with some lyrics written on it. It says, if I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive and well, will you be there holding my hand? Um, the band Three Doors Down? You're, you're right. You're on the right track there. Oh. That, that's them. Uh, this substance makes Superman sick and weak. Kryptonite. There you go. Ah, 
and that's what's inside the box? That kryptonite, yeah. Wonderful. Hope you're not Superman. Good job, David. Hang on one second. You're officially qualified. <laughs> officially qualified. For the big backyard box. Why in God's name are you putting kryptonite Today in Today is Henry Cavill's birthday. Oh! God bless him. So why do you want to make him weak? I just... Or are know. you protecting him from the kryptonite so it's sure, in your Whatever, box. it's just it's easier than putting Superman in a box. You can't put him in a box. He's a supernatural being type well, person. sure, so. but Superman's not Henry Cavill. I mean, the Henry Cavill is Superman, Listen, but I, Henry Cavill's in other things. I know. You can put him in a box. I try to keep it different than bad impressions, so... Gotcha. Uh, so Kryptonite goes in there. How old is Henry Cavill? 38 years ha- old. Happy birthday yeah. to the best Superman on film. No offense to Christopher Reeves. I feel the same way. Sorry, Reeves. Uh, but he is fantastic, and I-, I did come around on The Witcher. I do enjoy that as well. I was very confused by the first season, but upon a rewatch, I, I s- happened to enjoy it a little bit more, and I enjoyed the second season. So I'm all on board with pretty much anything that Henry Cavill does. He's 39. My apologies. My God. Well, He's 38 uh, a couple days ago, and I looked... Uh, well, happy birthday to him nonetheless. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your big backyard box qualification. Big J's got a nerd alert for you next on the X Rock. Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. So in the late 70s, the very first Star Wars toys were, were produced by Kenner. And for Star Wars Day yesterday, Hasbro has announced that they're releasing a multi-pack of characters inspired by that original wave of toys. And yes, the lightsabers slide into the arms of Darth Vader and the very blonde Luke Skywalker once again. So uh, they are available, going to be here later this month. The Star Wars Retro Collection is a New Hope collectible multi-pack which will retail for $69 and consists of six figures from a New Hope Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, and Han Solo. Uh, Sorry to fans of Ben Kenobi, the droids, Jawas, and other figures from the original first wave that didn't make the cut. The packaging is reminiscent of an age when Kenner was stamped onto the packaging and an image of the character from the movie appeared in the background. Check out some of the... Im- uh, uh. <laughs> I'll post some pictures later. Ah... <clears throat> uh. Listen, I grew up, I was born in the late 70s, and my first toys were these, you know, uh, Star Wars action figures and the um, G.I. Joe action figures and all the Star Wars stuff. I mean, it, it was it was a wonderful time. Uh, are these going to be limited edition, or are they just going to be I, I think, in Yeah, mass? I think there'll be a limited run on okay. these. So, you know, probably not a bad collector thing, and not no? nearly as worth as the originals, though. Well, just don't open them. I mean, if you want to yeah. stay, the, or buy two, whatever one you want to do. But, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. If they're, like, mass-marketed and available at Walmarts everywhere, we're talking about a different thing altogether. While while it's cool and a nice throwback, they're not going to be worth much. But if you are, if, I mean, 70 bucks is a yeah. lot. Yeah, I would say that price point alone means that probably is a limited edition thing. But then again, you are getting six figures. So, uh, But, I mean, and if there were six different ones for 10 bucks a piece, you probably wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah, they're also, though, um, you know, retro, and so they really look crappy and like yeah. the ones we I wonder had. if they're <laughs> using, kids. like, the original molds. That would be kind of cool. I know. I mean, how Highly recommend on Netflix, uh, The Toys That Made Us. Yeah, it's great. First season, it's got all that stuff in there. All right, eSports going to be testing out some cross-platform action, multiplayer style, in FIFA 22. Not something that's been available. So pointing to the likelihood that this uh, fall, FIFA 23 will implement cross-play in all modes for the first time in the series history, that's a pretty big deal. Cross-play test will involve the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Google Stadia, and Google Stadia versions of FIFA 22, 
We'll cover matches in the online seasons and online friendlies mode. So those things are going to be there. Esports said on uh, Tuesday that the trial will begin here in the new future. Quote, while we want to enable our players to play with as many friends and others as possible, we limited the test to these two modes with the aim of reducing the chance for introducing new issues into the game. Uh, so uh, that's uh, something that uh, they're looking to make sure that they get right for this next uh game that they have coming out because cross-platform play is becoming a pretty big deal. And if you are a uh, PlayStation Plus member, FIFA 22 is one of the free games of the month. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Microsoft is rolling out something cool, an update to the Xbox app for iOS and Android that includes a new social sharing feature, Nick. Players will be able to share screenshots, gameplay clicks, and achievements with their friends and others as Instagram or Snapchat-style stories. You'll be able to uh, respond to other people's stories with a reaction or a message too. You'll find the stories on the home screen of the app to share a clip, screenshot, or achievement access. Uh, the channel, the tap, uh, the plus sign on your gamer tag, and choose what you want to post from the gallery. You'll be able to add a caption before sharing your story. You know, although the Instagram, Snapchat stories they typically disappear after 24 hours, the Xbox stories will be available for 72 hours. So uh, that means friends will be more likely to see your updates. So you know, you'll be seeing these probably uh you know piped into your instagram feeds as well at some point will you take advantage yeah absolutely because i it's kind of a pain in the butt but um and in some regards sometimes when i do post like the stuff that i'm gaming you know it's really easy and i'm sure it's probably the same for playstation as well to uh to either record something you just did when you were playing or a screenshot you just hit a button mm. and it uploads it to that site it uploads it to your xbox app and it's really cool to be able to access that but before i'd have to go and if I wanted to add graphics or something to it, I have to go download the video and then mess with it. Um, this is, makes it 10 times easier to be able to do. So it's a pretty cool thing. Pretty cool feature. Make sure you follow Big J on all the socials. Big that way you can check out his fun little clips. Big J-bo. Uh, what is that? Rambo. I see. Is that really your... Yeah, I've got a... I've got a logo and everything. Which uh, paying attention. I, like I said, I don't post very often. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your nerd alert. <laughs> with Nick and Big J. How would you describe the shape of your face, Big J? Hot. Hot is not a shape. Okay, uh, it's face-shaped. Face also not a shape. (laughs) Oblong? Uh, Let me give you some options. Okay, thanks. Square is a shape? No. Oval is a shape? Yes. Okay, congratulations. People see you as not very aggressive. I hope you're okay with that. That's why I have a beard. That is uh, to... Feel, to appear so, more yeah, aggressive? Yes, exactly. You would like to feel aggressive? Yeah, sure. Can I ask why? Yeah, so people don't mess with me. Or is it insecurities? No, I don't feel like I... That's the... I feel like I'm hiding a very handsome face here. If you have yourself an oval face, congratulations. People think you are uh, friendly and easy to talk to. If you have a square face, look out. People think you're aggressive. Difficult to reach. This according to a new survey of over 17,000 people. Not much you can do about the shape of your face. Uh, so it's kind of the way you're made, like it or not, that's the way it goes. But researchers say that this suggests that people really do have preconceived notions of others based on just, for an example, the way they look. So, until they come up with a, I mean, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody that I know. Like, I mean, I can think of, like, famous people that have a square face. Like, Mickey, Mickey Rourke to me has a square face. He's a face like a baseball mitt. But that's, like, the features of his face. The actual shape of his face feels like, you know, 
Herman Munster-esque, if you will. But uh, you certainly have some options, but nothing to fix. Also, it's not a game changer per se, but it is interesting the preconceived notions we have about somebody just basically on the overall shape of what goes on. So look out. Uh, if you're wondering, Big J, if you have a square face, however, you do have a higher sex drive in case you're, you're, you're uh, curious. Huh. So get it on. Get it on. As, uh, as shown in nine and a half weeks, by the way. Mickey work sex drive through the roof. Miami Heat beat the Philadelphia 76ers 119-103 last night. They're up 2 to nothing. Suns over the Mavericks as well by 20. They lead that series 2-0. Carolina up 2-0 on the Bruins after a 5-2 victory last night. The Lightning picked up a 5-3 win in Toronto. That series is tied up at one apiece. Minnesota 6-2 over the Blues. That series tied 1-1. Edmonton blanked the Kings 6-0 to tie up their series at one game apiece on the ice. Hey, somebody I grew up with is heading to the Hall of Fame, Big J. Dude. Matt Kenseth uh, has been elected into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. You grew up with him? Yeah. Uh, We went to the same uh, middle school together. Damn. Uh, He was uh, a race car driver. at. uh, He was very famous as a teenager because he was like the youngest kid ever to be driving at what was uh, Slinger's International Speedway, which is the world's fastest quarter mile, Big J. That's where I grew up and watched the racing as my uh, stepfather, Tim, was a crew chief there and then got into NASCAR with Alan Kowicki before he had passed. And so, and also they, Every year, this small little quarter mile track would bring in some of the biggest drivers. Like Dale Earnhardt was there, Rusty Wallace raced there. I saw all those guys growing up racing at that little racetrack. And Matt Kenseth also was like the guy to beat at our local racetrack and then got a contract to race what's called ASA racing back in the day. That's kind of like minor league stuff. It's still around today. And then he got into the Bush series and then he broke through a NASCAR and of course had a really successful uh, career in NASCAR, won the the championship a couple of times uh, back in 2003. And he was chosen in his first year of eligibility. So congratulations. You know how you grow up? and you have uh, kids that your mom doesn't like you hanging out with? Yeah. My mom hated Matt Kenseth. Still does. Really? I don't know why. Uh, I I can't figure out why. It's the successful one, the one with drive. My mom loves racing, has never liked Matt Kenseth, I think, as a person. What about Tim? Uh, Tim likes him, but uh, but he also had worked with him closely. Right. I, I don't know what had, but my mom just is never a fan. Never a fan. I mean, listen, it's I just you know her holding a grudge after all these years against somebody just yeah. brings a smile to my she face. She still man. doesn't like him. She she was so happy when he retired. <laughs> I'm like, mom, what did he ever do? I mean, geez. <laughs> Hey, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but the aftermath is happening after a uh, 23-year-old man uh, tried to tackle Dave Chappelle on stage at the Hollywood Bowl during the Netflix is a Joke festival that was going on there. Uh, Isaiah Lee is the name of the suspect. He was carrying a plastic replica gun, but inside that gun was a knife blade that could have done some damage. He was taken into custody for assault with a deadly weapon. I don't know if what I saw was real, but I saw like an Instagram reel of what they said was the man getting taken to the hospital after uh, they caught, because what happened was he ran on stage. He was able to run around the security that originally tried to get him when he attempted to tackle Dave Chappelle. And then he ran backstage and that's where security got a hold of him. And the footage that I saw was of this dude getting on an ambulance and literally his arm and shoulder were going the wrong way, which I fully believe would probably happen if uh, we know Chappelle's security. Yeah, so, as, as should happen when you try to attack somebody on stage. Correct. All you bets should are get off. a little roughed up. But I mean, it 
it I mean his I mean something his whole body was wrong I mean they they, they did a number on him I guess is my point good uh, so he is headed to the hospital and then he is going to get booked on all sorts of stuff uh, Jamie Foxx was there who attempted to help stop things as well Chris Rock was there Chris grabbed the microphone from Dave Chappelle and asked if that was Will Smith on stage no he so, did not yes I swear to God oh it's out there God. he's like is that Will that's all he said is that Will and everybody laughed of course and then uh, he went up and Dave Chappelle finished his statement or finished his set and everything went on as planned but it could have gone really 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 bad and so the festival continues it's the biggest comedy festival in the country that's going on in LA right now so that will continue and we talked about this yesterday like does this happen without the Will Smith I don't know Chris Rock slap I don't know I don't know uh, I again, we don't know what the motivation was. We don't know what any of that's. I mean, anything that we do is just jumping to conclusions and and making our own, you know, kind of narrative here, which is not fair. But uh, the point is, I mean, the Hollywood Bowl is a huge ass stage with a ton of people there, and so to be able to, unless you have security basically in front of the entire stage, yeah, like at a concert with right. dudes every square inch. There, there's no way this could have been prevented, but it shouldn't have been as easy as it well, was. Well, the question is, how does it do get a replica plastic rubber gun with a knife in it through yeah, that. That's a really good question. You're right. You're right. Who knows? But uh, this story is just getting started. I'm sure, sure we'll learn more about it as the days and weeks progress. The X rocks. It is time to play the X Double Dare. A chance for an X listener to win up to $200 based on their knowledge of a particular topic. Today's contestant is Cammy. Hey, Cammy. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Love to hear that. Hopefully, we're going to make your morning just a scotch better because we want to win, win, win as much money as humanly possible, but it will depend on your knowledge of the following topic. Big J? Uh, the toys that made us. Uh, we did a trial run with Big J, and he did not do very well, so the questions may be more difficult <laughs> than I had anticipated. But how about your knowledge of toys, Cammy? Where do you feel it goes? Um, I think I have a pretty good knowledge of toys. Good. I want you to win as much money as possible. You can win up to $200. We'll go double or nothing up to three times. You can stop anytime you want to. And the questions, at least in theory, are supposed to get more difficult as you go on. Okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. 50 bucks. Who is the blue-eyed blonde with the hourglass figure that has been a staple in most young girls' toy chests since 1959 and has a movie coming soon starring Margot Robbie? I'm going to guess Barbie. Right. Yeah, nice job. That is correct. $50 in your pocket. You can take that and walk away, Cammy, or you can try for the $100 question that's supposed to be just a bit tougher. Um, let's go for 100 Okay, good luck. The sleeper hit at the box office in 1990 was a movie based on a TV show that had all the kids clamoring for its action figures by Christmas. Which movie featuring these heroes in a half shell created such a fur, fervor? Fervor. <laughs> um, uh, mean, uh, teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Yeah, well done. Cammy, that is $100 in your pocket. Uh, uh, you can go for 200 if you want, or you can keep that $100 and walk away. I I, I don't want to spoil this for you, but I'm going to say I feel like upon reflection, this is a very difficult question, and so I want you to be aware of that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to just stick with the $100. <laughs> All right. I hope I yeah. didn't. Uh, we're going to see if you can get the $200 question, but $100 is yours guaranteed. That's correct? Cool. Yeah. Okay. You want to try the two hundred dollar question? Uh, just for fun. Yeah. 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 Let's okay. do it just for fun. Which large-eyed 
toy that was the big Christmas present in 1998 gradually changed its speech from the originally programmed language to English the more you played with them? Oh, gosh, gee, I have no idea. Okay, so you made the right call. What is the right answer? Yeah. Furby. Furby. Do you remember right. the Furby? Oh, I vaguely remember Furby, yeah. but none of my kids had one. There so. you go. I had no idea. Smart call there, Cammy, by walking away with $100, but that is yours guaranteed. Congratulations. Hang on just one second. We'll get some information. Make sure you got that cash coming to you. And if you have a vast knowledge of toys, that's going to come in handy today at 1230 with Jason Drew and 530 again with Adam as there is more toy trivia to come today with the X-Rock Double Dare. We're going to come back with a little thing we call We're Going to Hell. That's next on the X-Rocks. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X-Rocks. Not necessarily uncommon, but when you travel abroad with your family or whatever, odds are you're probably going to find a souvenir that you bring home with you. Agree or disagree? Yeah. When you went to Belize, Big J, what did you bring back? I brought back some hot sauce. Very nice. Oh, for the family? Yeah, yeah. I mean hot sauce. Um, Usually it's a a fridge magnet. There you go. Postcards. Yeah, those are all reasonable things to bring back as souvenirs. Let me tell you something that you shouldn't bring back. And listen, I, I don't know how this happens. I, I, you have to be really, really dumb to think you're going to be able to get away with it. But let's say you travel to Tel Aviv, Big J. Okay, yeah, that's Israel. As a family. And you go and you have a good time. And then you go and you take a tour of the border of Syria. And as you're there, you find, wow, this looks like a completely intact bombshell. Why don't I take that as a souvenir? Yeah, I don't think that's, uh, you shouldn't touch that. Yes, you are correct. Here, we would commonly call the bomb squad. And they bring out a huge robot and they put it in a thing that they blow it up so it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, I I, I absolutely 100% agree to you. That is the protocol here. I do not know what it is at Tel Aviv. Here's what I know no matter what. No matter where you go, where you are, if you find yourself uh, live ammunition on the ground. And you decide that that's something that you've discovered. The one thing that you should not do is pick it up and decide, I'm going to fly home with it as a souvenir. I don't even know how you could get that onto an airplane legally. Oh, here's the here's the fantastic news, Big J. You 100% can. Oh. As oh. the family who went to Tel Aviv and found this live ammunition shell at the border of Syria tried to bring it home as they flew back from Tel Aviv to the United States. But as they were, you know... Going through security, guess what they found, Big J? The gigantic metal live ammunition shell that they were trying to bring back with them. Now, I don't know how they expected people to react when they saw a gigantic shell that did contain explosives in an airport, but it went as well as you could imagine it went. Uh, Basically, everybody that was in the security line with them freaked out because they saw a live bomb. Security had to call the bomb patrol to come and check it out and make sure it was happening. And they found out, sure enough, Big J, it did have live explosives and ammunition in it. It's great. And it could have gone sour at any particular moment. And they wanted to take it home with them on the airplane, which probably wouldn't have gone well. Where are these people from? uh, It just says the United States. It doesn't go into detail as to where. Somewhere here, though. But you... You have to know by now that this is not possible, right? 
I mean, even let's say you assume, and it's a wrong assumption to make, that you stumble upon this, therefore it must be empty, right? Yeah. Still, that is not something you Especially can fly Especially in an area where there's common, I mean, discourse and conflict and fighting. Correct. <laughs> it's probably recently used. I mean, I don't know what would possess somebody to think it was even possible to travel with something that even remotely resembles an object like this, let alone one that is actually live. So I don't know why, but of course everybody freaked out, the family was held for questioning, and then of course when found out that no, there wasn't any, you know, nefarious plans there, they're just really, really stupid. They were allowed to board their flight back to the United States so that Israel said that they could get out of their country as quickly as possible, which of course I don't blame them for. But guys, gals, everybody, we all have to be smarter than this. You have to be. Or that, or you shouldn't be allowed to travel. Give me some sort of ex intelligence exam everybody has to take in order for you to travel. That way we get the dumb people off the planes. And or I'm just, all for that, Yeah, too. or just a simple quiz of, like, stupid stuff that you could do that would get you in trouble right. overseas. And then if you can pass that, then, yeah, you can go. Exactly. Like, would you pick up ordinance from another country and then try to bring it back. And if you answered, yeah, then you probably were right. You shouldn't be allowed to go to another country. Uh, but these people were, I don't know what kind of punishment, if any, is going to be held, but whatever souvenir they wanted to bring back from Israel will not be making that flight home with them as it was exploded and taken care of the proper way. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Researchers in Hungary have found out, turns out dogs are way smarter than you think, at least when it comes to memory of stuff. Now, we all have issues with our pets from time to time about remembering to do something or forgetting to do something. But it turns out, especially when they have a connection to something, they remember it for years upon years, uh, just like humans do, man. They found out that not only do dogs remember a bunch of things, but they can identify their former owners up to 15 to 20 years ago if they're old enough dogs, which is pretty damn amazing when you think yeah. about it. The owners that haven't seen them in 10 years, they remember, and it has a lot to do with their sense of smell, Big J. We all have distinctive smells. The pheromones that we put off are different, and that's how dogs identify us from other people. And it gives them an opportunity to kind of store that in their little puppy memories. And then they remember it. And so they're thinking, you know what, dogs? Hey, they're just like us in more ways than one, buddy. Yeah. Researchers say that thanks to this memory, dogs should be able to recall key events in their lives, like previous owners are spending time in rescue centers, or that's why they know, like, when they're going to the vet, you can sometimes see them get, like, really... They know what's up. They know what's going on. They know where they're going. Yeah, or if you're leaving town. Yeah, they figure it out. <laughs> like, dude, uh, my friend Anthony's dog, whenever he would go out on tour... Like, she would start to limp around. Oh, like, like she was don't injured? Don't go anywhere yet. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy, man. It was only happened when he was about to go out on tour. Yeah, they know what's up. Dogs are a lot smarter than we give them credit for, so remember that. Uh, they, they can experience trauma and remember bad things and good things, just like human beings can. So they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Heat over the 76ers last night, 119-103. They're up 2-0 in that series. Suns over the Mavericks, they're also up 2-0. Carolina wins over the Bruins to go up 2-0 in that series. And then the uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Edmonton Kings series are all knotted up at one game apiece. 
Boy, Big J, did the internet jump on Ben Simmons when he didn't play in Game 4 of their series against the Boston Celtics, calling him all sorts of names. Turned out he had a herniated disc and now needs surgery to repair it. They knew that, though, when that happened. What's that? It's been known that he's had a herniated disc for a while. Well, yeah, but they didn't think it required surgery, I guess is my point, because they thought he was going to come back and be ready for the playoffs. Turns out he was hurt more than they thought he was, but I don't expect that you're going to hear a lot of apologies from the people that called him weak and uh, decided not to play uh, when game four. But he is going to be out for three to four months as he recovers. He should be ready by the preseason and training camp for the new year for the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll see if that Harden-Simmons trade ends up working out for the uh, New Jersey, or excuse me, the Brooklyn side of things on that. He, of course, he was eliminated in the first round along with his other Brooklyn teammates against the Celtics, but we'll see. Kim Cattrall is finally opening up about the sex in the city beef that led her to not be in, and just like that, uh, she pretty much kept her mouth quiet during the first season, but now that it's coming back for season two and everybody's like, what's happening? She sat down with Variety and basically said that she was never asked to be part of the reboot, but that's okay with her. She, uh, she made her feelings pretty clear about not wanting to be part of the possible third movie when they were talking about that at a point they were going to make Sex in the City 3 and then she said no because she hated the script turned out the script the script the key point in Sex in the City 3 was to the idea that Samantha was going to get naked pictures sent to her from uh, Miranda's 14 year old son and Kim Cattrall was like, I don't want to be a part of any plot line that involves that, nor should you, by the way. So no, I don't want to be a part of it. And because she was so vocal about the third movie, they just assumed she didn't want to be part of the series. And she's like, judging from what she saw and heard about the series, she's fine with that. Of course, she's got her own Fox TV show now, so she's perfectly happy and content. But she says it felt really good to say no to something that really felt gross and ugly and she didn't want to be a part of. And in, she thanks you know, her career for being able to do that and to know when enough is enough and not always going to the bank is the smart play for you as a person. So credit to her, I guess, for saying no to that. Because that, uh, that does sound fairly, I mean, that's creepy, creepy and gross. You know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately. Ripped from the headlines. Is it? Sure. What headlines is that? I don't know. Usually teacher, the lady teachers, that always some, sometimes happens with uh, the students, etc. Well, I think in it, for that to happen, you'd have to have the, the cell whole, phone of your teacher, which would be a weird well, situation. It, well, either way, I mean, it's, you know, something that happens in real life. Well, sure, of course. But, but yeah, I, I'm with her on this. It was It's a stupid thing to have for a movie. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be a great way to, a, a great plot line to revolve your movie around. Especially in, when it's her character. Right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we'll test the waters of Pop Culture Smackdown. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and right now, Live Nation's all-in ticket extravaganza for $25 is uh, full go. Uh, you can check out that and get yourself uh, tickets to all these shows happening here in the Treasure Valley, especially at tttouringid.com. We're going to get you set up with some tickets to Slipknot at the Ford Idaho Center Arena. Uh, that show happening June 11th. It's going to be awesome. It's a Saturday night. And uh, you just got to beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. And I believe in everybody today. 208-287-1003. You don't believe in me? No, not after yesterday. Uh, well, listen, I, I did fully admit to that being a point of weakness. Like, I can give you some basic Star Wars stuff, but you start diving into details, and that's where it's, uh, I got some weak points. There's no doubt about it. 
208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play. Let's head to the phones. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Ryan. All right, Ryan. You're up first. Good luck. Ryan, what part of Henry Cavill had to be famously and terribly digitally removed from some of his scenes as Superman in the Justice League movie? Ooh. Uh, I think here. I would have to say probably his shoulders. Not his shoulders. Thank you for playing, Ryan. Hello, the X. Good morning. Hello. Hey, here's Big J with your question. What part of Henry Cavill had to be famously and terribly digitally removed from some of his scenes as Superman in the Justice League movie? I'm realizing now this is a very difficult question. I mean, it's not if you've seen the movie, but I don't think a lot of people remember the Joss Whedon version of things. Hello, The X. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. Hopefully you can get this question right. Good luck. Uh, What part of Henry Cavill had to be famously and terribly digitally removed from some of his scenes as Superman in the Justice League movie? Okay, wait. Say it one more time. What part of Henry Cavill had to be famously and terribly digitally removed from some of his scenes as Superman in the Justice League movie? Um, uh, I don't know. Wrong. I deeply regret my choices today. But you believed in everybody. Hello, the X. That was hope. No. Hello, the X. What's the answer? Mustache. Right. Thank, thank goodness. His no more mustache. of that. No more of that. Uh, Nick Cavill got his big break starring in this British TV show for three seasons about the life of King Henry VIII. Oh, it was a Showtime series. Um, I, I never watched it. Uh, it starts with a B, I think. Um, hmm. Our pain and suffering has ended, people. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna oh, get no. there. Uh, the be gilded. Wrong. Yes, it's right. No, it's not. <laughs> I love doing that. Tutors. Tutors. Right. Didn't even start with nope. a B. Uh, what was it about again? Uh, it was about King Henry VIII. There you go. Uh, hence why I didn't watch it. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with some Slipknot uh, tickets, dude. You go check out Slipknot and Cypress Hill and Horror on the 11th of next month. Please hold on. We'll hook you up with those tickets courtesy of Live Nation and their $25 concert what, week sale. Writing trivia questions is hard. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, I much prefer being on the other end. Welcome to my life. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we got ourselves some headlines. Those are happening next on the X Rock. Oh, Time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. What are you doing this weekend, Big J? Uh, I'm going to be hanging out at the Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club. Headlines brought to you by the Spearmint Rhino. Join Big J this Saturday, 8 o'clock at night until 10 o'clock at night, way past his bedtime, <laughs> for the Victoria June birthday bash. That's right, adult film star Victoria June in town for her birthday. A bunch of cool stuff happening on Saturday at the Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club at downtown Boise. Your chance to hang with the ex and an adult star and have yourself a good old time on a Saturday night with the ex live broadcast 8 to 10 this Saturday at the Rhino. Go join Big J and have some fun. Headlines are as follows. Bad trip, reunited, or is that a baby? Is that a baby? A Dutch woman was awoken last weekend by a phone call from the police. 
informing her that her car had been stolen and been taken out for a joyride. They also had the suspect in custody. It was her four-year-old son that stole her car. Dang. Cops say the young boy who was wearing pajamas, no shoes, woke up way early in the morning and took his mother's car keys. He was playing with them for a while and then he realized that he could unlock the car door and because it was a keyless start, just press a button and the car went on. Press another button and the car goes into drive. Amazingly, this kid even was messing around with the manual transmission. Now, he didn't get very far before he crashed the car into a couple of parked vehicles. A bystander saw him walking alone and then called the police. The boy was checked out by paramedics. Good news is he was unhurt. Cops asked him where he lived and they were able to call his mom and let her know what happened. But uh, maybe time to get those cameras on the house with motion sensors so your baby can't steal your car anymore. Uh, that is quite the joyride, to be perfectly I mean, honest. kids get a great future. <laughs> or a terrible one, one of the two. Bad trip or reunited? Reunited. A piece of property in the lost and found at the Salt Lake International Airport has been claimed after nearly a year. It was a gigantic rat that was taxidermied, Big J. The rat was returned to its rightful owner after she recognized it in a TV news report. What? Her name was Carrie Paulson, and she returned to Utah from New York in August after attending a taxidermy class there and was dismayed when she arrived home and realized, man, I lost my rat that I worked so hard on this weekend. She feared she left it in her Uber on the way to the airport, so she didn't even bother to check the lost and found. Like, how do you know that? You wouldn't you think that if I have, if I'm carrying around a loose rat, I would know the last place I had it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I definitely had it in the Uber, I'd know that, and I'm like, well, I had it when I went through security. That I know. Unless she's like Ratatella, or who from the Suicide Squad? What was her name? Rat Lady. Let's just call her Rat Lady. Meanwhile, the rat was in good hands at the lost and found, as the supervisor noted workers dubbed the rat Stuart, get it? Like Stuart Little? Mm -hmm. And then adopted it as the office mascot, often buying it hats and then putting it on, which is another weird circumstance there. She said she was delighted to be reunited. I believe it was Rat Catcher, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. With her stuffed rat, which said she was, uh, it was in the lost and found and was kept in good condition, so everybody's happy. Just lost a rat for a year. Wrap it up with Bad Trip. This is a Big J nightmare. North Carolina roller coaster riders had a rough time last week as park officials at the Carowinds in Charlotte had to say that they ended up having a roller coaster that was stuck for about 90 minutes upside down, which is never good. The safety and the security of the guests were never in question, but of course it's never great to be stuck upside down on a 360 loop in a, uh, in a for an hour and a half. That's not fun. And, of course, a bunch of people were freaked out by it. It was terrifying, but they finally were able to get him back down facing ground the right way. Uh, of course, there were a bunch of kids on the ride, too, who were screaming uncontrollably. Uh, and then nobody wanted to stay at the park the rest of the day. So uh, they want to make sure everything's running okay. I'm very lucky that that hasn't. I, I enjoy roller coasters. I know you hate them, but I've never been stuck on a roller coaster. I bet you that would suck the joy of them right out of it for me. Yeah. And anybody else who's on it, I'm sure. Maybe their last roller coaster ride for a while, but everybody's okay. That's the good news. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. 
That's the latest from Volbeat. Check out our socials so you can see the video that they record live for that, the unofficial pirated video they're calling it, Temple of Accor here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Sometimes just a completely pedestrian story uh, makes you question everything about your life, and that just happened to me as we're getting ready to discuss uh, the amount of time that people usually, at least the average person here in the country, has moved in their life, and it made me do some self-reflection. And I did a count of how many times I moved in my life, and it it shook me to the core. All right. Well, let's start with the average. What's the average? The average amount of time that the average person here in the country has moved, uh, and they're talking about people that are in their 30s, has been four times. In four different places, okay. they have moved around. Now, about 11% of the population has moved less than twice in their entire life, which is wow. incredible when you think about it. But lots of people, or at least some people, live in the house they grew up in, etc. So I suppose, and there's a lot of people that live out in rural areas, so don't forget yeah. that. You're not moving around a lot out there and so 11% of the population now we're up to 23% when you talk about people that have moved seven or more times in your life everybody else falls below that so yeah I uh, I, I counted mine up eight times I moved eight times eight times and this is from childhood all the way until now yeah that's incredible good for you I mean yet you've Suck lived it, here Nick. you've lived uh, guess how many times I moved in my 15 life. higher 25. 23 times. 23 times? 23 times. Now, I moved around a lot as a kid and was a child of divorce, so we bounced around a little bit there, but it really kind of kicked into high gear when I got into this job, which was radio, and I was very young when I did so, and when you do this and you're single, the idea is you were running around and chasing paychecks, basically, and so I bounced around the country. Yes. Moving on up. Took me to places like Florida, which I absolutely hated, and and then to California as well and then I spent a majority of my career in Phoenix before moving here but even here I've moved six times which is incredible six times yeah. oh well my I mean God. divorce was part of that of course and right. you're not trying to find a place to bounce around and that kind of thing but yeah six times since I, I mean I moved here in 2007 yeah but yeah I bounced around yeah. a lot from you know I moved here to Boise then to Meridian then back to Boise I lived in CUNA for a while now I'm back in Meridian I mean it's crazy it's crazy plus don't forget after I got divorced I lived lived with Randy for a little while. So there were a lot of things that I did and bounced around to make it happen. It was, but he saved my ass. And so... It was. You didn't want to live with me. Uh, so. <laughs> well, you had a house full of kids at the time. Don't forget. I know, but I offered. You did, and Randy had uh, a little bit more uh, a little, space and room. Closer to town, and also yes, that was true. It was was much closer well, to the people radio. People think city. I'm a jerk and didn't offer you. A no, place to stay. no, no. And I listen. I felt weird and was out of there as quickly as I possibly could. Anyway, it was just a nice. It was a wonderful and fantastic band aid to have during one of the worst moments of my life. So it was very nice to have. But I mean, it was one of the. I just when I counted up. 23 I was like oh my god now I have often said and I say it to this day that I hate a lot of things but there's nothing more that I hate than moving and now I've realized why because I've done it so stupid many times in my life that it has become such a huge pain in my tail. But I'll say this, I've gotten pretty good at packing and unpacking, and that stuff doesn't bother me as much as it's just the whole process of it that becomes a huge pain in the tail. So if you are somebody that has been able to stick and stay for a majority of your life, congratulations. Don't take that as a sign of you know not being able to travel or not being well-versed. That certainly isn't always the case. Uh, it's nice sometimes to not have to deal with all the BS that goes around with it. I mean, hell, you've moved eight times and you probably don't aren't a fan, right? Uh, yeah, no, it's not fun. No, no. But you've been where you are for a while. 
and that's a very, very yeah, good thing. Twelve years. Consistency is a good thing. And and that, by the way, uh, lived in the house that I own for twelve years. That's the longest I've ever stayed someplace as well, which which is the house that I own. And now that I'm back at, and so it's it's nice to have that particular stability, and it's very nice not to worry about moving because it is not fun. So those of you that don't have to, don't do it. Don't do it. Enjoy it while you can. But also, if I can give you some advice. Wrap, wrap your glasses and towels. Thank you. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, we got your chance to win something with bad impressions. That's next on the x Rocks. Hey. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yes, indeed. Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. Uh, And uh, we got some awesome tickets here for you. Floater coming to town uh, July 7th at the Dating Factory. It's a Saturday night presented by Edge Brewing. Uh, We're going to give you tickets here for uh, figuring out Bad Impressions, but you can also buy your tickets uh, for 25 bucks, No fees at Edge Brewing locations. There's two of them here in the Treasure Valley. So you go have a brew, buy some tickets and enjoy yourself at the show and floater puts on a great show man i think it's been 2019 since the last time you're here and that show was sold out yeah uh it's great so if you want to go get on the phone 208-287-1003 bad impressions works like this we have three clues courtesy of big j about somebody famous if you can figure out that famous person in those three clues or less then you're going to the show let's go to the phones hello the x oh oh hello 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 the x hello good morning man what's your name Jay. All right, Jay, you're up first. I've got the need, the need for speed. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Good job. Hang on one second. We'll uh, hook you up with those floater tickets. What were clues two and three? I've got that love and feeling. I uh, see both of these could be Anthony Edwards. I know, that's true. I do most of my own stunts and flying, but they wouldn't let me solo in the F-18. And now Anthony Edwards out of the equation. Out of uh, why is Tom Cruise in the news? Uh, you know what? They had the premiere for Top Gun Maverick yesterday, oh, and they God. did it. I know it's a few weeks away. It's crazy. Right? I was just thinking, like, it's been on the calendar for so long, I almost forgot about it. I watched uh, some of this live on uh, YouTube yesterday, and uh, they did it on the USS Midway, which is a museum in San Diego. Cool. Great place to do it. But, <laughs> big, best entrance ever for a superstar Tom Cruise flying himself in a helicopter, landing on the aircraft carrier, and then coming and doing his stuff. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I suppose that checks out. Immediately, he gets out of the helicopter and he's walking and he points at some people, you know, way. I mean, it's just like, that's what you think is going to happen and it happens. Only thing would have been better if the helicopter crashed and you walked away from it. But what like I'm, it's a stunt. Yeah, what I'm hearing, I would have been awful, by the way. I was like, oh my God, I hope it doesn't, nothing happens. Uh, the review so far from some people who've seen it is amazing. Oh, good. Well, good. So, you know, it's funny. I was I was just thinking about like how that movie was coming out. The only reason I thought about it was because I started watching The Offer on Paramount Plus. Are you familiar with it at all? Have no. you seen it? So it's basically about the story of Paramount producing The Godfather and what a pain in the ass it was to put that movie together uh-huh. and the the huge movie it became. And Miles Teller replaced Army Hammer, who had his own issues that were supposed right. to star in that movie. And uh, while uh, the guy who plays Robert Evans in the movie is fantastic. Matthew Good, who was in Watchmen, believe it or not, the movie, uh, actually is killing it. The rest of the, the, the movie, the show is kind of a little bit mediocre, but Miles Teller just comes off to me as somebody with zero charisma, and then I started thinking, like, in my head, like, is there a single Miles Teller movie that I've liked? And then the answer, the only answer I could come up with was Whiplash, and then I realized that I liked that movie because J.K. Simmons is yeah, so amazing in it. And then I'm like, oh no, he's in that Top Gun movie that I cannot wait to see. I wonder if he's going to be any good in it. Trust me, uh, Cruise 
Cruise has got enough charisma for everybody. No, you're right. You're right. As long as he doesn't have to carry the movie like he's trying to carry the show, I think it's yeah. going to be fine. But uh, I was like, oh, I forgot that Miles Teller was in that. But I can't wait. When is the actual release date? May 27th. Oh, my God. So probably the day before. So Memorial Day weekend, yeah. basically. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Wrapping things up with Asking Alexandria. A great song called Never Gonna Learn here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Eventful Thursday show. We ended up uh, throwing $100 out the door the best way possible to an ex-listener named Cammy who ended up getting 100 bucks courtesy of the X-Rock Double Dare. And that's going to happen at least a couple times over, at least we hope, today at 1230 and 5.30 today with Jason, Drew, and Adam. We had a nerd alert courtesy of Big J. Qualified somebody for the Big Backyard Box. Gave away Slipknot tickets. Reminded you that live ammunition is not an actual souvenir. And... Even made me feel better on the text line. Uh, 23 is not the highest amount. We had people saying they moved 27 times yeah. in their lives. So uh, thank you for uh, texting in and making me feel a little bit better about uh, being this weird, weird thing to feel bad about. But. <laughs> it just it's and the fact that it just I don't know I, I don't know why I feel bad about it, but it's probably because I've done something that I hate so much. Yeah. I think is what yeah. it was. You should look on the positive side. Since you met me, you've only had to move a few times. Yeah, only like six or seven. It's not too bad. Well, uh, Big J, that leaves you. With the floor. Uh, listen, I, I love here uh, helping and pimping out uh, local businesses. It doesn't get more local than food trucks. And uh, today at the Indian Creek Plaza, they're having a taco taste off, Nick. And uh, several taco trucks are going to be out there. Tacos, uh, Papi Ringo, you've got Walking Sombrero Tacos, Tacos El Rey, Tony's Tamales and Catering, and Tacos Patron. Great carne asada from those guys. This is their last event in the Treasure Valley. They're moving back to Texas. So uh, come out, and, and uh, I'm going to have some tacos. Uh, Caldwell, right? Yep. Where the fun is. So, yeah, enjoy that out in the 2C, a great way to celebrate Cinco de Mayo as well while you're at it. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's I pre-check. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's next. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.